0: Yeah, yeah metro, metro! 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 Yeah, yeah Drinking dope Turn me to a superhero Yeah, yeah Hit that pill Turn me to a superhero uh, Yeah, yeah f- my 90s Turn me to a superhero Yeah, Metro yeah. Metro don't trust you I'm in that dope again I'm in that flow again Switch up the flow again
1: Yeah, yeah Fly in the parachute
0: welcome 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 i would like to welcome you to episode 313 of the unpopular podcast this is the man the myth the legend jalen hunter and here at the unpopular podcast i'm not really asking you to agree with me i'm asking you to hear me out for people that know me uh, or people that i guess frequent the podcast um uh, i think you know that i'm an avid basketball fan basketball is my first passion. Well, yes, I talk about other sports on this podcast. Basketball is my favorite sport. Um <laughs> I've I've been watching I've been watching basketball for a while. And while there have been critics about the All-Star game, I was never one of those critics, you know. I understand what the All-Star game is. I understand that it's, uh, and, not, and it's not just the All-Star game. Let me say All-Star weekend. I understand that it is a showcase, the showcase, it showcases the top talent of the NBA. It showcases exactly what the NBA has to offer. It, it tries to bring in new fans. I get it. But where and where I want to focus on for the start of this episode is, of course, the All-Star game. Again, basketball, I love basketball to death. You know what I'm saying? I'm not one of those, like, people that I I enjoy what the product that is given to me. And, again, when we go back to the All-Star game, I have never really been the most critical of it. I get it. You know, it's fun. Nobody wants to get hurt. I understand what it is. You know, I understand the goal of it. I understand, you know, it's these are the best players in the world, and they are putting on a show. I get it. But this year was different. This year was 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 different. And it's, and while yes, I'm I'm mainly talking about the All Star Game. This kind of goes. This 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 kind of goes for the entire weekend. You see, I am very adamant, and if even if I wasn't an, a basketball fan, I am very adamant in saying that the NBA puts on the best. Sh- I guess you're just kind of showcase of talent, you know, the, or the best All Star Weekend. Uh, I mean, we don't need to talk about the Pro Bowl. You can talk about the 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 quote unquote All Star Weekend for MLB and the Home Run Derby is quite exciting. But I don't think All-Star Weekend in NHL is good. But I just don't think that any sport does it better than the NBA when we talk about All-Star and and showcasing their talent. But this year felt different. This year, I I didn't feel what I usually feel when I watch All-Star Weekend, when I watch saturday night and watch a three-point contest a slam dunk contest watch you know i even enjoy the celebrity game i enjoy uh the rising stars challenge i enjoy all that but this year was different this year it didn't feel as big it didn't feel as important it didn't feel as as star-studded as it should and when i say star-studded yes Best players in the world were still out. Yes, KD wasn't there, Steph wasn't there, Zion wasn't there, but you know, you still had LeBron, you still had uh Luca, Nicole Jokic, y- you still had the players. But it just didn't feel you know what it is? During the All-Star Game is one of the this is one of the first times when I felt while I was watching, because I watched the whole thing. I felt bored. I felt like this isn't as special as it is. Now, again, I'm not one of those people to like, oh, they don't play any defense. Or it's not like the 90s where it was a legit game. I'm not like that at all. But it just felt different. See and, and and shouts out to you know all the shouts out to Damian Lillard for winning three point contest. Shouts out for Matt McClung for winning uh slam dunk contest. That was pretty exciting. Shouts out to everyone that that did with you know. Shouts out to Jason Tatum for uh winning the All Star game MVP. You know having the most points uh, in All Star in All Star game history. I think it was fifty five. Shouts out to him. and but i think this is probably one of the first times where there was like no defense like not a not an ounce of it <laughs> it was just dude coming down hitting a three you had a good moment when jason tatum and and jalen brown were going one on one damon lillard hit uh, a a shot, a three pointer past or he didn't even go past half court it just didn't feel it didn't feel good, it didn't. It wasn't exciting. Let me say that it was not exciting. And 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 shouts out to the NBA, you know, I actually enjoyed the playground style picking the players. Um, but and, and as you know, it was going to lead to awkward moments. It was an awkward moment when J uh, Triple J was the last pick of reserve, it was an awkward moment when Lori Marketing, who was a hometown. Uh, player for the Utah Jazz. He was picked last, or uh, but it, it was all it was followed by a funny moment, or it was following a funny moment where Nicole Yoke was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not getting picked last, bro." I don't know. And and I was thinking before recording this episode, like, how can I fi- Like, how can we fix it? I'm I'm trying to be a solution based person. You know, I am a solution based person. So, how can we fix it? Now, I already know we're never going to get back to how it was in the 90s or early 2000s where they played legit defense because, I mean, there's really no incentive. I know that there's charities or whatever, but there's really no incentive for anybody to play. And you actually saw that um, (laughs) this, this year with LeBron James. LeBron James went up for a block, hurt his hand. He was out for the rest of the game. Hell, you can even go to a different sport. You can go to the NFL and when they did the Pro Bowl or skills challenges or whatever. Miles Miles Garrett, I think, dislocated his foot or, or toe or something. So, yeah, there's. The, I just don't. I I don't think that they're ever going to really play defense like that. Um, and I don't know. I maybe this is just a one off, but I have heard a lot of people complain. Now, you know, there's a lot of media people, a lot of sports media people uh have been complaining for years about it Uh and, and and about just the lack of defense and the lack of effort or whatever. And I was always on the side of, you know, you're missing the point. You're missing the forest from the trees or whatever the, the saying is. It's like it's not real. It's meant to put on a showcase of the best talent and it, that's what it's doing. Now yes I understand back in the Jordan days, uh, early Kobe Bryant days, rest in peace, um that they would play some type of defense, especially towards the end. And you kind of saw that, you kind of see that every year now that they're hitting a projected goal or projected score, they're trying to, you know, that they they're trying to play defense. They don't want to lose. I get that. But it's, it's just, it was just boring. And again, I'm not trying to take away from Jason Tatum uh, again, shouts out for scoring the most points in All Star game history was fifty five. Uh, I don't know, and 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 again, maybe it's a one off because last year didn't feel as 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 last year wasn't boring at all. Maybe that could have been because Curry went what had sixteen threes, and LeBron James took it home and and hit the three. I don't know, I don't know, but it just didn't. I don't know, I. I there's something wrong with the All-Star game. I'll, maybe if if this not a one-off, if this is the norm I, or if this moving forward is how it's going to be I am fearful of 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 the the future of the All-Star game. And I'm not saying that uh, maybe a little bit more defense, I don't know. And that's that's the thing. I really don't know how to fix this because again, there's really no incentive to play any type of defense cuz like, you, these players know that they're the best players in the league. And whether they play defense or not, they still have All Star attached to their name. So it's like, what is the incentive? I, I could say money, but the league, I mean, I don't think that can work with contracts or whatever. So they're allocating money to chari- charities. But even in that, at least what we saw this year, they didn't care. They just did what they, you know. And again, I'm not taking away from all the winners. I'm not taking away from, you know, Jason Tatum winning the finals MVP, or not finals MVP, winning the all star game MVP. And I saw the stat that the last, what, two finals MVP or all star game MVPs, which was Giannis and Steph Curry, also went on to win finals MVP. So maybe Jason Tatum uh, follows suit. I don't know. But. You know, I, and, and as a person that loves basketball, still going to love basketball after the All Star game, I just didn't find it exciting. And I didn't find it as entertaining. Well, I didn't really find it entertaining. The most entertaining part was, of course, surprisingly, was Saturday and the three point contest. Again, shouts out to Damian Little for winning the three point contest and the, the the slam dunk contest only because of Matt McClung. McClung, I'm sorry if Matt McClung was not in the slam dunk contest it would be garbage like it's been for the for the last few years now so you know all-star games happened and and now we're on to the second part of the season but it's just that was just my take i just felt different watching the all-star game it just it did not excite me like it usually does cool jerseys i did enjoy the east and west jerseys this year but This didn't excite me. So. Also, some big news that we got over the weekend was with Russell Westbrook and Russell Westbrook. uh, Agreeing to, you know, to a buyout for the Utah Jazz and going and, and will be signing with the Clippers. Now, of course, as we know, with him being on the Clippers, it reunites him with Paul George. And now he'll be playing with Kawhi Leonard. The league is. The league always shifts, you know, the league always gravitates to something and with it gravitating to something something else gets up goes obsolete it's kind of like a phone you know when the iphone 4 first came out it was the most high-tech thing the world damn near has ever seen now we're on iphone what 11 or 12 iphone 4 is obsolete and the you know the the league used to be geared towards centers the you know Shaquille, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Krimadu Jabbar, um, Will Chamberlain those days. Now, of course, Bill Russell. The, the league used to be centered around or used to build around centers and out. If you had a good center, you build around you build around a center. Again, Shaq, Dwight Howard early Orlando days. I mean, hell, Dwight Howard. Led Orlando to an NBA Finals. That's it. Used to be build around a center and you'll be good. And then in the late two thousand or late two thousands, early two thousand tens, it started gravitating towards build around wings, build around a LeBron James, build around a Carmelo Anthony, build around uh while wow, he's he's a guard by definition build around a Kobe you start to build around wings so that you know if you have a solid dominant wing you're good I mean you can also talk about Amari Stoudemire back in the day you can also talk about Chris Bosch hell you can talk about Paul Pierce build around a wing a star wing and you're good I mean, hell, LeBron James won an NBA Finals with Norris Cole and Mario Chalmers as his starting point guard. And I know, <laughs> know more Norris Cole and Mario Chalmers just caught a stray, but it's true. Late 2010s, it started gravitating towards build around a guard. Build around a guard. And you'll be good. Build around a Steph Curry. Build around a Russell Westbrook. Build around a, a late Car- or you know build around a D- Derrick Rose before he got hurt. Build around a, a, a D Wade, of course, with LeBron and everything. And of course, now it's just either build around a star, get a get a get a, a team full of stars. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying, I say all that to say this: the the age of the 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 guard that is uber athletic, but is very inconsistent when it comes to shooting, is gone. Now I'm not saying that Russell Westbrook can't be and won't be valuable to the Clippers. I'm not saying that at all. But if we think that this is going to be the Russell Westbrook that was in OKC with Paul George, that is not, that could possibly be the case. The difference is, however, that is not leading you to as many wins as it should, or as many wins as it would in OKC. You see, Russell Westbrook will go down as one of. <laughs> as one of the greatest talents the league has ever seen. Not because of the accomplishments he has garnished, because he has been able to do something that the league has never seen. You cannot talk about the history of the NBA without discussing Russell Westbrook. Him averaging a triple-double for, what, three, four years straight will never be done. And while, yes, shouts out to Russell Westbrook, I'm not here... You know, pooping on his parade or anything. But with you leading and being the triple double king and having, what, three, four years straight of triple doubles, what did that lead in success outside of an MVP? I say all that to say this I think it was a good move for Russell Westbrook going to the Clippers. But I think we possibly have overvalued the Clippers and not just overvalued the Clippers, overvalued the state of the stars that this team is built around. And that is Kawhi Leonard, Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Now, you see, look, look at some of the the teams that we think are good enough to win a championship. I mean, we just saw Golden State win one. So let's talk about Golden State for a second. You have Steph Curry. You have Klay Thompson. You have Draymond Green. One of those two cannot shoot. Two of those three are arguably the greatest. Well, one of them is the greatest shooter we've ever seen. The second one is arguably top 10 greatest shooter we've ever seen. You also have Jordan Poole. You also have uh, the depth look like is coming around. I mean, Gary Payton II's back. Dante DiVincenzo has been good. Or let's look at some good teams now. Or I'm not say good teams. That's crazy. Let's look at some teams that's probably above them. Let's look at Denver. You have two-time MVP. Looks like he's going to win his third straight in Nicole Jokic. You have Jamal Murray, you have Aaron Gordon, you have Michael Porter Jr. What is the difference? In fact, you know what? Let me let me Let me Simplify this for you guys And I'm not calling you stupid Please do not hear me say that I think We may have overvalued Kawhi Leonard I think we may have overvalued Paul George And I think that Because of that We possibly have overvalued Russell Westbrook to a state. And this is what I mean by that. There's no doubt that Paul or Kawhi Leonard is a top 75 player. And there's no doubt that Kawhi Leonard was the key piece that won the Toronto Raptors a championship back in, what, 2019? Or 2018, one of them, two. And people, under, if you've been listening to this podcast, if you know me, you know how highly I view Paul George. Maybe a lot higher than other people, but I view Paul George in a very high light. But not in the way, not in the way that you think I do. Let me let's let's talk about Kawhi Leonard for a second. And something that doesn't really get talked about much, but I'll talk about it here is we kill Anthony Davis. People. people kill Anthony Davis because of his lack of availability due to injuries. Hell, Charles Barkley called him street clothes, and that is kind of stuck. I think one of the biggest reasons why we kill Anthony Davis for not or while people kill Anthony Davis for not being available is because there's high expectations for the Lakers. And people understand that if Anthony Davis is not healthy and available, the Lakers aren't winning. It doesn't matter if LeBron James is there. You see, that same, in fact, fun fact, in the last, what, three, four years, Anthony Davis has played more games than Kawhi Leonard. Oh. Oh another fun stat he's played the same or more more games than Paul George in that same stint you see in this era of building a team with stars you have to understand who the right stars are to build Kawhi Leonard is one of the best players the league has ever seen especially when we talk about two-way players however his availability is not he is one of the most unavailable stars we've ever seen. And as we've seen with Paul George. I love Paul George, man. But we the the best two iterations of Paul George we've ever seen is his last few years in Indiana and his what one or two years, maybe three with or the year that he finished what third in MVP. What I'm saying is I don't think you can expect a person like Kawhi Leonard and like Paul George to be your new, to be the the core of your team and have championship aspiration. No, 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 let me say this: you, of course, you're going to have championship aspirations, but I just don't think I don't think that they're champ. Because of their inavailability, they're not. I don't it's hard to build a championship around that because you don't know. And them being in and out of the lineup, it messes up rotations. It messes up knowing your role. Because you don't know your role, because you your star players are not there. Which leads me back to Russell Westbrook. While yes, you can be the triple double king. While yes, you can be one of the most, if not the most, athletic players. Point guard we've ever seen. Even at his pinnacle, none of that led to led to winning. None of it. Even alongside Lebron uh, KD. Now, yes, they were younger, but in the league was different then. But even alongside KD, alongside James Harden, twice. Alongside Paul George, alongside Carmelo Anthony, alongside Bradley Bill, now alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis, it has not led to winning. And while I'm happy for Russell Westbrook going to the Clippers and not being out to league, I just don't think his style of winning has ever equated to any type of winning. And now that, to me, he's on the decline of his career, I don't see it happening now because of the team that he chose and because of just how he plays. Because he chose to align himself with players that are so inconsistent with their availability that they're going to ask Russell Westbrook to do more. He's going to need to do more. And that's where you get high turnovers. That's where you get... uh, The the Russell Westbrook that has been... uh, Not the best. So while, yes. When available. When available is the key word. That might be the title of this episode. When available. When available. Russell Westbrook... Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, would be a great nucleus or would be a great core for, for a championship team. The problem is we haven't seen a reliable, or reliable, dependable um, Kawhi Leonard since being in Toronto. We haven't seen Paul George be the Paul George that the Clippers want him to be since he was in OKC. And Russell Westbrook hasn't attributed to winning basketball since. Ever. As an individual, Russell Westbrook, again, he's a top 75 player. You cannot discuss the league without talking about Russell Westbrook statistically some of the things that he's done or the things that he's done I think will never be broken. Hell, Nikola Jokic right now is averaging a triple-double. I don't think he can do that for three, four straight years. So I said that to say this, man. I wish nothing but the best for the Clippers. And you have three really talented players. I'm just interested to see how this is gonna work? Because if it didn't work with John Wall, and while yes, Russell Westbrook at at this point of his career is better than John Wall at this point of his career, but if it didn't work with John Wall, who is a uber athletic guard who can't really shoot, what do you think Russell Westbrook's gonna do? I get, I get the allure. It's Russell Westbrook. I also get the Clippers need a point guard or needed a point guard. You get you let Reggie Reggie uh Reggie Jackson go. You let Paul or what's his name? You let uh John Wall go. You have Bones Highland. I don't think Eric Gordon's gonna play uh point guard. You have Terrence Mann, I guess, playing point guard, but Nah. So I get you you need to play point you needed a point guard, but it's like It doesn't matter if your if if your star players are in and out the lineup. It doesn't matter who you have. There's no consistency there. So what they're trying to do is you're trying to you're trying to buck the system and build consistency where there is none in the playoffs, which isn't going to work. Hell, look at the flame outs that the that the Clippers have had. I mean, if you don't want to talk about the bubble, look at the flame outs after the bubble. Yeah, they made it to the Western Conference Finals, but that was without one of their stars. Then they got dis- like yeah. then they got destroyed, I think, by the what? The Clip the Nuggets? What I'm saying is this, man. I'm happy for Russell Westbrook, and I'm and I'm about to move on. But uh, I don't know how much this moves the needle. Is all I'm saying, because these are some big names. But if you really look outside of Kawhi Leonard, and, outside of Kawhi Leonard, what have these big names done that has led to winning? I love Paul George, but because but nothing he's done led to winning a championship at least. Nothing Russell Westbrook has done even at his apex has led to winning. So, we'll see. Let's move forward. It looks like the 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 Green Bay Packers are done with Aaron Rodgers. If 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 what reports are saying is true and there are a lot of people reporting this at this point, a lot of reputable people, the Packers are kind of done with uh Aaron Rodgers. And it looks like they're 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 preparing and looking to trade Aaron Rodgers. Um I think that the best two teams for Aaron Rodgers right now is either the Jets due to, you know, having a good running back, good wide receiver. And a really good defense and a defensive minded coach. And coach, why do I say it like that? Coach, (laughs) a defensive minded coach, and Robert saw. They also have Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator. And the Jet, oh, and the Raiders, they have Devonta Adams, they have Aaron, Darren Waller, they have Josh Jacobs. Their offensive line is terrible, their defense isn't that good, even though you have Max Crosby and you have Chandler Jones. But, uh, yeah. But I said this before. I said this, I think, in the beginning of the season that there are some players built for different. Well, let me say it like this some players fit teams better than others, there are some players that fit an area better than others. I'm not taking away from how great Aaron Rodgers is. I'm not. I'm not taking away. I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. at least greatest talents. But I said this in the beginning of the season. I did not think Aaron Rodgers was made for. I didn't think Aaron Rodgers fit this iteration of the Packers. Because this iteration of the Packers needed a, a, a person that was willing to teach and was willing to be a a mentor to the wide receivers or the young players. And Aaron Rodgers is not at that point of his career where he's willing to do that. If he ever will be at that point. LeBron James is like that. LeBron James has never <laughs> ever been at that point where he wants to he's all about winning championships and even if that hell you remember the famous draft day andrew wiggins getting shipped out for kevin love i mean i mean andrew wiggins was the number one overall pick and he got shipped out draft night for lebron or from the Cavs to the timberwolves for kevin love because LeBron James has never been in the the business of wanting to mentor, or let me say, wanting to be a vet for younger players. Which is why I think LeBron James would be absolutely terrible. Now, he'll still be a good player, but absolutely terrible on a team like the Detroit Pistons that has all those young players, or the Spurs that has a whole bunch of young players. Aaron Rodgers... You, Aaron Rodgers needed to come to OTAs. He needed to come to training camp to build a rapport with a Christian Watson, with a Romeo Dobbs. Instead, he didn't. And you see the entire season outside of Christian Watson, they struggled with a connection. And Christian Watson didn't build a connection with Aaron Rodgers till like the end of the season when it was too late. Now, yes, I'm not blaming every or no I'm not blaming all the failures of the Green Bay Packers on Aaron Rodgers and the connection with the with the wide receivers I think the defense underachieved drastically I think the offensive line didn't do the 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 best job especially when we talk about the run game the 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 play calling wasn't the best I think it was all around failure but I said this in the beginning, man The Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is not He's not the best person for this team I'm, And that's not taken away from his talent I'm just saying he's not the best person for this team Now you look up Aaron Rodgers, more than likely Will be on a different team next year The Green Bay Packers I don't know where Aaron Jones will be here I think he signed a, a, a deal So he'll, he'll be here But now you're going to go into the season with what? Jordan love good luck this is this is a problem this is a a very preventable problem but again Aaron Rodgers is not that quarterback to want to want to do that hell Tom Brady wasn't even like that Tom Brady wasn't no let me take me under your wing and out and I'll leave you no Tom Brady demanded perfection from everyone. He didn't want to baby you. He was like, no, get, how many times we got to hear? Get open. You guys are better than this. You know what I'm saying? Tom Brady was not with that. Now, yes, he did have OTS or OTA. He did have like camps with his wide receivers or whatever. But Aaron Rodgers, that's not Aaron Rodgers. And again, I'm not taking that. That's the Aaron Ross they needed from him, and he just did not deliver. So now you're looking up. I think I see two teams. I see the 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 Jets, and I see the Raiders. So, and it's just fitting. Not fitting. That's unfortunate. But it's it's crazy how. Starkly similar. Aaron Rodgers' ending to the Green Bay Packers is to Brett Favre's ending to the Green Bay Packers. Which, by the way, side note, Brett Favre still stole from Mississippi port from the Mississippi welfare funds, and hasn't. In fact. The only thing I'm hearing about Brett Favre at this point is he's suing, like, three people. Pat McAfee, Aaron Rodgers, and somebody from – I mean, not Aaron Rodgers. uh, Shannon Sharp and somebody from Mississippi. Hey, (laughs) I I don't have that big of a podcast, so I don't think he will see it. But if he does, it is proven that Brett Favre stole from Mississippi – Welfare recipients Which by the way Is the poorest State in the United States And has got No repercussions Repercussions Back to the Back to the show See man I don't I don't It's just crazy How This is the ending To Aaron Rodgers run For, for the For the For the In In a Green Bay Packers jersey You know He was a game away from the playoffs and lost to the Detroit Lions. So, and speaking of quarterback, talking about another quarterback, you have Derek Carr. Uh, (laughs) Derek Carr isn't Aaron Rodgers. I think Derek Carr is really good. Derek Carr is really good, but Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. I think that I'm interested to see Derek Carr on a good team and a good team that has pieces that can help him. I'm not saying pieces as far as, you know, offensive weapons, because even when he had the Vegas or when when he was in Vegas, you had Josh Jacobs, you had Darren Waller, you had Devontae Adams. I want to see Derek Carr on a complete team, a team that has a good defense, that has a good offensive line, that has pieces on the offensive side of the ball. I want to see Derek Carr in a situation that's winnable for him. I think there's a couple teams he can go to. Uh, I'm hearing a lot about the Jets. But if I were the Jets, I would go I mean Aaron Rodgers in my opinion is still better than Derek Carr. I would go for Aaron Rodgers. And if you don't get Aaron Rodgers, then go for Derek Carr. But I actually think the the three perfect places for Derek Carr, three, is the Saints, the, hmm, the Colts or Washington? Looks like Wash. Let's let's start with let's start with three to one. Let's let's talk about Washington. Washington just hasn't. They just got a new offensive coordinator in Eric Bieniemy. Offensive line isn't bad. It's not the best, but it's not bad. You have a good piece in the running game. You have actually two good pieces: Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. You have a number one star receiver in Terry McLaurin, and we know. Their defense is one of the best defenses in the league, especially when we talk about sweat. Let's see what happens with Deron Payne. You have Jonathan Allen. Of course, you'll have a full season of um, oh, Chase Young. I think that pairing him, Derek Carr, alongside an Eric Bien-Aimé would be would do wonders for him. And... The offensive line is better every unit except for, of course, the wide receiver because now at point we're talking about and tight end because we're talking about Darren Waller and what Darren Waller and Devontae Adams compared to Terry McGorn and I don't even know who the hell or uh, Logan Thomas. But. You want to do. You want to go some somewhere that has a really good offensive coordinator and somewhere that you don't have to do everything. And I think Washington would be third. The Colts. They got a new coach. However, you have. Ooh, do they have a number one? Well, yeah, you have a number one receiver, Michael Part, uh, Michael Michael Pittman. Defense is really good, and you have a star running back. Now, the offensive line ain't the best, but. Actually, it was you do have Quentin Nelson, but the offensive line was terrible last year. I think the defense is going to be better because, of course, it was dealing with a whole bunch of injuries and stuff. You know, DeForest Buckner, Shaq Leonard, even though I think Shaq Leonard is going to be out a couple couple weeks. But I just think that, I mean, the defense is good. So and I think the best team for him is the Saints. You have a proven coach. You have a really good offensive line. You have a star running back in Alvin Kamara. You have, we'll need to see what's going on with uh, Michael Thomas. But you have a really good defense with Cam Jordan and, and Lattimore. You know, I just think the Saints is the perfect fit for Derek Carr. That's me. I don't. I don't think Derek Carr's as bad as a lot of people are saying. I also don't think he's a championship piece. I don't think if Derek Carr is your quarterback, you're a championship caliber team. But I do think that Derek Carr can win you some games. And I think if you go, if you put Derek Carr in the NFC South, he is already he will already be the best quarterback in the NFC South. And when you look at the complexity of the NFC, at least right now, he would be one of, if not the best quarterback in the NFC. I mean, of course, we'll have to see where Aaron Rodgers goes. But if Aaron Rodgers gets traded, more than likely, it would be to the AFC, from what we're hearing. Who, who, who is the the the, the best quarterback? Would be who? Dak Prescott, um, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Derek Carr, if he goes. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, Jalen Hurts. Damn, I totally forgot about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. (laughs) My fault, Jalen Hurts. It is still February. Uh, Jalen Hurts is by far, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the NFC. But Derek Carr would be top three. Probably number two. So. Let's move. Let's let's I'm interested to see where Aaron Rodgers goes and I'm interested to see where Derek Carr will go and we will talk about it once it happens. So Let's move forward. And I am very concerned about Lonzo Ball, man. A uh, report has come down that uh he's shutting down for this or he'll be shut down for the season. He hasn't played I think at all this season. He has I don't know what the hell he has. I think it's like a knee injury or something. But they're saying at this point he still can't cut or run. And he's been out for longer than a year, actually. So I don't know, man. But the Bulls, man. The Bulls, Jalen Rose said it best. But let me explain it a little further. The Bulls are in the absolute worst position they can possibly you can possibly be in for in a, an NBA team. You have pieces, expensive pieces that don't fit, and if they do fit, they don't, they're just they don't fit. You know, Zach Levine doesn't really fit with, uh, DeMar DeRozan. Who doesn't? And none of them really fit with Vucevic, who is a really good offensive center, but terrible and deep. Nobody's really good on the defense side of the ball outside of Alex Caruso. But if he's your starting point guard, which they thought it was going to be, Lonzo Ball, it's it's just it doesn't fit. On top of that, you have some very expensive contracts, i.e., DeMar DeRozan, i.e., Zach Levine, i.e., Vucevic. So on top of all that you have pieces that don't fit, you have expensive pieces that don't fit, and you have expensive pieces that don't fit that aren't leading you to a championship. So what does that mean? It means exactly (laughs) what a lot of people have been saying, and that is a blow up is, is going to happen probably soon. And, and and don't get me wrong, and I, I wish nothing but the best for Lonzo Ball. I really I, I can't wait to see him back out there, and I want to see everybody healthy. But even healthy, I don't think Lonzo – I mean, Lonzo Ball would have made this team look better. I just don't think Lonzo Ball would have been like a, a championship-level piece. So I'm not, I will not be surprised if they don't blow it up by the end of the, or by the off season or in the off season. Don't be surprised if Vucevic is gone. Don't be surprised if Zach Levine is gone. Don't even be surprised if DeMar DeRozan is gone. Which just so happens. Oh, and Alex Crusoe, which just so happens to be all the names that were speculated to be shopped around during the trade deadline. This Lonzo News kind of confirms The fact of it was a failed launch. It didn't work. It was very iffy if it was going to work in the first place, getting a bunch of players that are okay offensively or really good offensively, i.e. Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. But nobody, you don't really have a star except DeMar DeRozan, but DeMar DeRozan isn't really a a championship-building star. He's never been. And he's really good, but he's never been. Zach Levine definitely isn't a championship late to start like then you're you 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 base it around an injury prone point guard in Lonzo Ball and a point guard who was a glorified bench player in Alex Caruso. This this was bound to fail. And now you're there's only one move you can continue to ride this, but for what? This is not going to equate to anything. So don't be surprised if the Chicago Bulls blow it up and soon. Not soon, because it just passed the trade deadline th- in the offseason. And you know what's bad? Cause they, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, Patrick Beverly is Patrick Beverly. I think he has a very high sense of confidence for himself, which everyone should. But Patrick Beverly said it's between his choices in after the buyout market was between the Golden State Warriors and the Chicago Bulls. And he went to the Chicago Bulls because, quote, the East is weak. And what's even the bigger, worst part about this is Patrick Beverly is going to get some major burn in major minutes for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, bro. They're going to they're going to blow it up in soon. They're going to blow it up soon. Don't just watch. Uh also, I guess this is a bit of breaking news. Um Nate McMillan was fired uh as the head coach or was relieved of his duties as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta Hawks. Um, now that I think about it, why is Atlanta? They have two birds, huh? But the Atlanta Hawks, um, it, you can kind of see that coming. We heard reports about the tension that he has between, or the tension that was between him and the star uh, of the team, which is Zach or uh, Trey Trey Young, and. I say this all the time. If there is a star that don't like the coach, they're not going to trade the star. Um, they're not. I don't care who the coach. If, if, if Kobe Bryant rest in peace, to Kobe Bryant, if Kobe Bryant went to the, to solid or to the bus family and said, I don't want Phil Jackson. This is the same Phil Jackson that won six championships with, As the head coach of the Chicago Bulls, if he would have went to the bus family and said, I don't want Phil Jackson, who do you think is leaving the the Lakers organization? I'll tell you. It is Phil Jackson. If Steph Curry went to Bob Myers and said, yo, Bob, I don't really, I don't, I'm not, I don't like, I don't want Steve Kerr as the head coach. Steve Kerr is gone. Now, I'm not sure that's what happened with Trey Young, but it is a lot of very reputable people reported that Trey, I mean, Trey Young and Nate McMillan did not see eye to eye in the slightest. And on top of all that, the team's not that good. They're okay. They're one game below 500. I think they lost four of the last five going into all-star break. The Hawks, the the Hawks have absolutely no momentum. Like, there's nobody that thinks outside of probably Atlanta that thinks that they're gonna make a noise in the playoffs. I don't see the Hawks making any noise. I don't even know if they're gonna make it to the playoffs. But if they do, and that's after getting DeJounte Murray this offseason, which does not look like a fit with him and Trey Young. Shocking. Shocking that two ball dominant guard, Even though DeJounte Murray Does play okay it's Solid defense Two ball dominant guards Don't work together Shocking We also don't know what the hell is going on With John Collins Why wasn't he traded the day trade deadline And it, that's that's the piece They needed the trade <laughs> The Atlanta Hawks The Atlanta Fou- Hawks They're a mess and when your star player does not like the coach, nine point five times out of ten, the coach is gone. Now you're hearing about you know Dan Dan uh, Dan Dan Snyder, my or Quinn Snyder, my fault. Dan Quinn Snyder might be the head coach after the season because I know they had the interim coach, but you know. And, and I think Nate McMillan is a pretty good coach, but uh. Again, when your star doesn't, when when you and your star don't see eye to eye, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <sighs> Lastly, before we go. I've been avoiding this topic all year. All season. Um... <sighs> <I laughs> I really don't want to talk about this, but I don't. <sighs> I don't want to talk about this, bro. Let's get it. We all have favorite teams, right? We all have that one team that we love above any team. My favorite team is North Carolina. Um, my favorite team of, of every team to like, I like the wizards. I like the capitals. I like the commanders. I like the nationals. My favorite team team is North Carolina. And I thought (laughs) going into, uh, this season bringing back bringing back what f- four key players bringing back RJ Davis bringing back Caleb Love bringing back Lakey Black and bringing back national player of the year candidate Armando Baycock I thought this was going to look eerily similar to the 2000 what 18 2016 uh National champion, North Carolina. (laughs) Boy, was I wrong. This North Carolina team is terrible. From a lapse of, from defensive lapses, to poor, terrible shot selection to just not being able to shoot. This team is not good. And maybe, maybe this team was over, over projected. I mean, it it went into the season as a number one overall seed or number one, number one team. And now as we sit here today, there's a good chance they do not make the playoff or Marsh Madness. They're currently 16 and 11 and have an 0 and 9 in quad one, which are like the good teams. They're 0 and 9. 0 and 9. Caleb Love takes horrible shots. Armando Baycott, who again was a national player of the year candidate disappears in games. We North Carolina is one of the worst shooting teams in the in college basketball when we talk about three point shooting and the defensive lapses is crazy. I knew we were going to miss Brady Manic. I just didn't think we were going to miss him this much. Because we got Pete Nance, who was a transfer, because you have all the players coming back. A, a team that brings back damn near or four of their five starting five that led them to a national championship. Usually, usually does not or usually doesn't look this bad. Again, North Carolina brought back four players, four out of five starters that led them to a national championship and was up 16 points at halftime. And now we look and it's looking like North Carolina, unless they they can't lose another game, maybe one game this year or for the rest of the season. And it's looking like they probably won't make it out. Make it to the March Madness. Make it to the tourney. As a North Carolina fan, sucks. But that is the reality of the... That's that's the reality we're living in. North Carolina is not good. And I was avoiding this topic because like... You know... (laughs) I even put a video out saying that I thought this was going to be a championship run. I thought that the a team is bringing back nothing but seniors. Who, by the way, Amando Baycott was supposed to go to the league last year. And now this team is in. Pro, this is a very good possibility they don't make the tourney. That is, in that is, and you know what's worse about this whole thing is that even if they make the tourney, a, a lot of people are kind of like Golden State in a sense, in a sense of people are waiting for them to flip the switch people are waiting for golden state to flip that switch to the championship caliber team that we expect them to be i don't see a, a a switch to flip for this north carolina team i've been waiting all season maybe they're just having a championship hangover i don't know i don't see a uh, i don't see this team Winning anything. Even if they do make the tourney. This is a this is a sixteen seed if I've ever seen one. And if we look at the brackets, let's let's just go over to the brackets for a second. I don't see this. There's not a team in the top twenty five that I see North Carolina being able to beat. Not a one. Not a one. Boy, imagine they had to play. They're the 16th seed. Having to play Houston or Alabama or Kansas again or UCLA or Purdue or Virginia. Like, come on now. It's tough as a North Carolina fan, but it is what it is. North Carolina is just not that good. So there you have it. That's been today's episode of the Impopular Podcast. And I truly, truly appreciate you guys. Um, if you want Impopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve joggers, the link is in the description below. Add multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Get your Impopular Podcast merch today. Also, please subscribe to if you're listening. Please subscribe to if you're watching. It definitely means a lot. Um, I'm still learning how this TikTok thing works. Uh, and I see a lot of people are going. I, I appreciate all the views and, and likes and comments and stuff I'm getting from my posts. I'll leave the description below. Go subscribe to the TikTok if you have it. Go subscribe to the social media, the Instagram. Uh, subscribe to here, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. It definitely means a lot to me. Uh, And until next time, much love.